This isn't for your eyes. Welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Groovy Ghoulies podcast. As always, I am your host, Mr. Reese Griffiths, and as always, I am joined by the incomparable Mr. David White. Hello. I'm loving this one. I'm loving the new intro. I think it's good. Stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've decided that I'm going to try. I say I've decided I'm going to try. I literally just decided while I was doing the <laughs> intro that I'm going to like throw out a zany something, Dave. Yeah. Although, I don't mean we'll to like, I don't mean to try anything or anything. I would like you know, be ungrateful because I am grateful for being called that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you called me that before. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, not ungrateful. Like I enjoyed it. <laughs> I'll have to keep a list then. I'll have to keep a list of all the things I've called all you, right. don't be a as dick about well it. as our Instagram filler bits. <laughs> don't be a dick about it. I'm just <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe just every week now, you are just the uh, incomparable. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm happy with that. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a good one. I just thought of another one that I'm going to keep oh, yeah. for next week. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait, man. But uh, here we are, a uh, day or two after our 24-hour charity event. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to dedicate an entire episode to... Discussing how that went, because a couple yeah. of people asked how we got on and yeah. how it went, how we felt, all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, over the course of the weekend, um, so we decided this, this weekend is gone. Mm. Um, we, we, we got together and did the whole 24-hour movie marathon uh, to raise money for Cancer Research UK. Yeah. Basically, it's been a long time since we've been able to get together and have a few beers and watch movies. So we were like, you know what? Let's just make a like big spectacle of it. Let's like do a whole twenty-four hour thing. Um, <clears throat> try and broadcast it live, and at the same time, we'll try and get people to chuck some money in. Because why not? If we can support charities in any way, shape, or form, then all the better. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we went ahead and uh, this weekend, and it was hard work. Yeah, it wasn't easy, in all fairness. No. It wasn't like, um, as easy I thought, as I thought it might be. I knew it was going to be like difficult towards the end, but like, 
I don't know. I think we peaked too early with the beers. And, Definitely. Uh, that was our downfall <laughs> in the end, you know? But there's that balance. There's that <clears> fine balance between, like, we knew we were peaking early, so we, we put the brakes on. Yeah. We yeah. backed off a bit. And then we couldn't quite get back on the train because yeah. we were too tired at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so we started off at 7 a.m. Yeah. Oh, 7 a.m. ish. The plan was to start at 7 a.m. But as always, I am uh, a true professional in everything I do. <laughs> and I signed us up to Twitch and it said that we were online. And I was like, okay, cool. I just got to like, check some settings and stuff, and we'll be ready to go. Mm. And so I left it there. We didn't do a test run. I didn't do a test run. I didn't look into it any further than that. Um, the morning of recording, I was going to get up extra early so that I could go and do some stuff, get all the stuff set up, slept through my alarm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so by the time it was like ready to go almost, uh, Twitch wasn't working. Yeah. So we had to do a little bit of uh, research into that. Mm. But we started off at around, well, between half seven and eight, I think it was. And we started off on Instagram. And then we figured we could get Twitch working on a on a tablet. So we did that after about an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Yeah. <clears throat> so the rest of the broadcast, we decided then to keep on Twitch. We were going to try and keep one going on Instagram as well, but... We couldn't sort of keep the live thing going and post to Instagram, so we decided, okay, best thing for us to do. We'll keep Twitch going, we'll just post on Instagram. Maybe we'll pop in on live on Instagram now and again. But because the phone was plugged in and it was so far away, it was an absolute fucking ball ache to go and look at, like, what people were saying if they say things. Like, we couldn't even see most of the time if somebody would see something. We'd go have a look and they left a comment 20 minutes ago. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit, uh, hello? There's nobody here well. now. Whoops. Yeah. Um, and same with the Twitch. Yeah. So, uh, a couple of people that spoke I've spoken to since that said they dropped into the Twitch and, uh, if, uh, you know, without sort of putting words into somebody who shall remain anonymous's mouth, uh, the stream was boring as shit. Oh. <laughs> it was like, yeah, well, of course it was boring as yeah. shit. But to be fair, in our defence, right, we're just hosting this 24-hour stream where you can drop in and watch us watch these movies. Yeah. Now, we were keen to engage in conversation with people on the Twitch front. Yeah. However, Twitch told us we had no views, <laughs> no viewers at all times. Even when people were leaving us comments and asking us stuff, Twitch told us nobody was watching. So we're watching the movies, waiting for people to join. And people are joining, but it's not telling us people are joining. Yeah. So we're ignoring we're just, anybody yeah, that's joining. There watching the movies. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so it's difficult. Uh, I concur that, yes, the videos are still available on Twitch, all 20, like, three hours of it, because we turned it off while we had food. Because mm. uh, I didn't want everybody to watch me gorge myself on a fucking pizza. Yeah. <clears throat> It's not going to make for interesting viewing. I mean, maybe if we can get access to it, we can like chop it, maybe cut out like stuff in your face full of pizza would have been more interesting content, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but for those of you who dropped in, it's much appreciated. Yes, okay. Um, it was our first dip into Twitch, so yeah, we're going to cut out some problems. Yeah, we could try it again. Um, apparently, 
we I was unaware again because of my complete lack of research on the <laughs> subject that you actually need a Twitch account to sort of join the chat. Right, okay. So um, there were people dropping in, but they couldn't say anything because yeah, they didn't have an account. Yeah. Um, but we know for future reference. Yeah. Um, and should we do something using Twitch again, then uh, we'll pay a bit more attention. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, Twitch is underway. We started watching the movies. So <clears throat> let's get into the movies. First up was an absolute fucking Stone Cold classic, absolute fucking belter, Belter, 1974's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, I don't think we need to go into a great deal about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's pretty self-explanatory, the whole fucking shebang's in the title, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's some kids in Texas, and they get massacred by Chainsaw Wielder Maniac. Yeah. Um, absolute fucking belter yeah. love it um, and a great one to start first thing in the morning yeah that's what we want at 7.30 in the morning chainsaws <clears throat> and screaming yep screaming rearing fucking chainsaws um, I, to credit where credit's due I didn't get a single complaint from next door <laughs> despite the fact that uh, roughly 5 o'clock in the morning <laughs> we were watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 and we had exactly the same fucking thing going <laughs> yeah, on yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we could sleep through it, then. So yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What are your thoughts on Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Well, obviously, it's a masterpiece, isn't it? You know, without a doubt. Um, we watched a couple of other Toby Hooper films. Hmm. Um, but I'm of the opinion that he peaked with Texas Chainsaw yeah, Massacre. Sure. Like, there aren't... A lot of people have got a lot of love for some of his other movies, Life Force in particular. Um, There's that whole debate about whether or not he actually directed Poltergeist or whether it was Steven Spielberg. Um, But I don't know. I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre was either like this unbelievable accident Mm. where everything just completely fell into place and he made this absolute belter yeah and since then hasn't been able to match it i mean maybe i'm being a bit unfair i mean you are right in a way though like it's obviously he had had like a vision for the film and that vision was just came out spectacularly and was it like a one and done thing like was it like a an accident a fluke or was it like just this is my vision, this is exactly the way I want it to come out, and it came out exactly the way I wanted it, and everything else then hasn't quite met that vision that he's had, you know? Yeah. So the the, the restraint constraints of working with a small budget, independent filmmaking yeah. really worked to his advantage, whereas yeah. once he got a bit of money and a budget and the yeah. studio and all the rest of it behind him, he, couldn't make he failed to capture... Yeah, I'll have to dip into some of his other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen Funhouse for a long time. I, I remember not being overly impressed with Funhouse. Yeah. Uh, but again, I think it's one of those things. He falls under the unfortunate banner of, like, again, peak too early. Yeah. You watch Texas Chainsaw Mask, and it's absolutely brutal, savage masterpiece. Mm. And then everything else 
fails to come close. Yeah, yeah. Um, not even in terms of just like craftsmanship or storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that they're bad films by comparison. They just they're nowhere near as effective films. Yeah, not as impactful as yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Like they're, they're anybody, everybody that has seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre knows that they, without a shadow of a doubt, there is one of the most uncomfortable things to sit and watch. Easily, yeah. Um, it's like we were discussing how, <clears throat> despite the fact there is arguably one of the greatest horror movies ever fucking made, it's not one that's on the regular watch list just because yeah. it's not a pleasant watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe that's just testament to how like impactful there is. Is that you don't put it on regular rotation, but it's still classed as one of your fav- one of the best like horror films, you know? Yeah. In our opinion. Without a doubt, I think I think maybe we should dip into some more Toby Hooper stuff, yeah. so we can like form an overall Toby yes. Hooper opinion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, because again, like <clears throat> one of the other films we watched, we'll get to and discuss shortly. Um, but one of the ones we've watched a long time ago that we both really couldn't get along with and couldn't believe that Toby Hooper was involved was the Stephen King adaptation of The Mangler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's hard. Right? You're laughing, yeah. right? But it's hard to believe yeah. that yeah, yeah. the same guy that made Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. made The Mangler. One of four from Graceley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You've got like Quentin Tarantino saying that like he's he's ten and done because he doesn't want to be one of those directors that just keeps making films and they just get shitty and shitty and shitty. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I. <sighs> Come on, Tobe. Yeah. Let's, we'll, we'll just have to. We'll dip into some Toby Hooper later. Yeah. We'll dip into some more at, at a later date. Um. Again, what do you guys think? Of Toby Hooper, do you think he was a one-trick pony and that was all he managed was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or do you think that he's actually a very accomplished director? Yeah, yeah, that's nice. I'll put a question up on Instagram, and you can all like answer us over there. So the second film of our twenty-four hour marathon was the Steven Spielberg classic, nineteen seventy-five, Jaws. Jaws, yes. What do you think of Jaws? Again, I think we started this list off with some absolute fucking belters. Yeah. I think we were in for a solid fucking treat. First two, straight off the block. No fucking questions asked. Five-star movies. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Again, Jaws. uh, Absolute masterpiece in filmmaking. Uh, I think a question was posed to us when it came on, though, that um, is it a horror film? Yes, that was right. Somebody who joined, was it Instagram or the, I think it was Instagram. Instagram, I think, yeah. Chat, yeah. Um, asked us whether Jaws was actually a horror film. But again, we sort of also had this conversation because Texas Chainsaw Massacre is rated at 18, yeah. still rated yeah. at 18. And it's all very suggestive, the violence. Yeah. However, it, it it's the context of the film the violence mm. is in yeah. and... The whole situation, which escalates it to being that sort of hard 18 rating, yeah. 
Jaws now has been buffed down to a 12. Mm. There's more blood in body parts in Jaws than there is in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But there's no hillbilly guy wearing face. Somebody else's face with a chainsaw chasing people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So again, it's just all to do with like the context and for some reason the killer shark which is more credible. Is it more credible than uh, some other face-wearing chainsaw-wielding maniac? Uh, anything could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I stand corrected. Maybe, okay. maybe uh, I retract that statement. Yeah. I mean, sharks are real, as I'm sure crazy fucking right. Texans with chainsaws are Ed, real. Ed Gein. Yeah. Yeah. He wore people's faces. There he did. I don't know if he killed people you, with a chainsaw, but... <laughs> he was from Plainsfield, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. I mean, it's all the same. Isn't it? I, yeah, I can tell you with ours in yeah, relation yeah. to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Jaws. When was the first time you watched Jaws? Oh, man, I was young, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was. Because it's a classic, isn't it? You know, everybody knows what Jaws is, Jaws is, you know? Yeah, without a doubt. It's it's more of a mainstream film than say the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know. Yeah, Jaws was like an event. Yeah, it's like yeah. a time-stamped yeah. historical moment in film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like I would have had much more of a chance of seeing like Jaws on TV than I would Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Hellraiser or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, fuck. I I remember Jaws being on TV. Yeah, yeah. I remember again. Uh, I think it must have been like, I don't know, BBC ITV, they did like Jaws season, where it was like every Saturday night for the next four weeks, there was a Jaws movie, and they did Jaws, Jaws 2, Jaws 3, Jaws 4, The Revenge. Yeah. Um, I was all like, can I watch them? Please. And, uh, yeah. Just a shark, how bad going to be? Exactly. But again, it's one of those things, right? It's so fucking bizarre. So it's all right to watch a shark eat somebody mm. because you watch, like, BBC documentaries about fucking animals that eat each other all the time and you yeah. get to see footage of that, and that's cool because it's just animals. Yeah. But when it comes to some really creepy shit like some dude wearing a fucking somebody else's face and carving up with a chainsaw, that's a bit too much. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not natural. <laughs> That's I mean, not nature at work. Jaws is more like circular life than fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre, though, you know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to downplay Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> it sounds like you are. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like I'm trying to get it bumped down to a yeah, 12. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely doesn't deserve to be a 12. <laughs> no, fuck no. Um, I, don't, I don't think it deserves to come down from an 18, really. Yeah. I'm just surprised that Jaws is only a 12. Yeah, yeah I get what you mean. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Jaws is absolutely fucking flawless. It is, uh, um, and again, this was like, what was it, nine o'clock-ish in the morning by the time Jaws was on? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So at the moment, we're on a good run. Yeah. We've had two Stone Cold fucking classics. Yeah, we were about three or four beers deep. Feeling yeah. good. Yeah, because it was like, oh, is it too early to start drinking now? Mm-hmm. No, cool, let's start drinking. Yeah. While we're watching Jaws at like nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so next up, though, oof, this one. Oof. I, 
I've only seen this once before, and in the uh, the idea I had when I was sort of drafting this list was we were going to start from 74 yeah. and work our way backwards. Um, and so Eaten Alive, again, directed by Toby Hooper, was released in 1976. I was like, you know what? We could we could kind of keep a theme going here and like have repeat directors. So we've got a couple of films from Toby Hooper. Yeah. We've got a couple of films from John Carpenter. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, this is my second viewing of Eaten Alive, and man, I still don't care for it. No, no it wasn't very good. Everything on paper here suggests <clears throat> a fucking stone cold classic. Yeah, it's just it's a slog, though, isn't it? You know. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't seen Eaten Alive, right, and are well aware that I like creature features, yeah. <clears throat> um, the tagline. Meet the maniac and his friend. So, uh, a psychotic redneck who owns a dilapidated hotel in the backwater swamps of Louisiana kills various people who upset him or his business, and he feeds their bodies to a large crocodile that he keeps as a pet in the swamp beside his hotel. Right? So you're all like, okay, cool. Fucking another creature feature, right? Yeah. A gator, which we hardly fucking see. Yeah. Um, obviously, for budgetary reasons and because it's just basically made out of cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> um, we get told about how this thing. So we, we get introduced to various characters that come to the hotel for various reasons. And um, the, the hotel owner is constantly fucking harping on about this fucking croc. And how he's a big, bad, dangerous croc. Ooh, he, I saw him. Uh, I saw him bite a donkey in half. And he bit. He bit off the backside, and the front didn't even know what was going on. He just kept trying to run away on his two little legs. Right, so you're thinking like this thing's gonna be fucking huge because it bit a donkey in yeah. half. Yeah. There's a bit in this film where it's got one of those little rat dogs, like a little fucking mm. Yorkshire Terrier kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it struggles to fit her in his mouth to pull her into the water. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I um, mean, it's just... There's a point towards a, the end where I just thought, oh, I, don't, I don't even know what's going on anymore. Yeah? I don't really I don't know care. what's going on. I don't really care. Uh, yeah. It's a bit of a slow burn. The hotel owner's like, for some reason, he's really anti... everybody. <laughs> He's got, he's got serious a, beef with women in particular. It's a bit of a dick, um, isn't he? They're all whores. Yeah. Um, again, uh, as we mentioned earlier, Bear Ed Gini. Um, but yeah, no, man, I haven't got much to say for this one. No. This, no, it's, this it's, is one I think won't be getting repeat uh, viewing. No, I mean, it's, it's just not very good. To be honest, it's... it's Story doesn't make much sense. The crocodile shit. The guy's just un like unnecessarily evil. Just no <laughs> yeah, reason. Like, it's not like the the people do anything to like necessarily yeah. piss him off. Yeah. But the first person that gets killed. So there's this woman. She's working in a whole house. And we get introduced this character called Buck, who, uh, interesting trivia side note, uh, Quentin Tarantino steals the line, um, "I'm Buck and I'm here to fuck," uh, for Kill Bill yeah. from Eaten Alive. Yeah. 
So Buck is played by Robert England, and he decides he's paying for this little. Uh, what's the polite way of putting it? <laughs> he's paying for some company uh, with this woman in a brothel. Yeah. Um, except Buck, who likes to fuck, has got other ideas as to where he wants to stick his dingling. Yeah, his his version of company is putting things in the bums. Yeah, he, he's all about, he wants to jam her in her butt, and she's not down for the butt stuff, she's not having it. But he's well keen, and he's rather insistent. Do, no, go on, we're going to do butt stuff. She's like, yeah, no. He's like, yeah, we are, we're going to do butt stuff. So she gets very upset, cross, screams and shouts. The madam comes, tells Buck to go pick two girls from downstairs, so he gets a two-for-one, and off he goes. She then proceeds to kick out of the brothel, this girl who then gets a little handout from help at the hotel and she, t- uh, help at the brothel, sorry. And she goes to the hotel. Well, when she's at the hotel, the guy checks her in all fine. He's like, oh yeah, what are you doing on here? Yeah, well, nice. Isn't it? Then he gets upstairs. He's like, you're one of Darcy's girls, whatever the fucking madam of the house's name is. She doesn't admit this or deny it. She just stares at him. And he just stares back. He's like, oh, and then loses his shit and fucking proceeds to murder her. Yeah. Um, but that's there's no like further context there as to why he's got such an uh, yeah. disliking of yeah. ladies of the night. Yeah, he's just evil oh. for evil's sake. Like he's just for no reason. He's just evil. And yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, that can work in certain films, but like it just doesn't work in this one. No, in my opinion. And for the titty uh, tally, which we're going to totally do, there was titties in this one. <clears throat> the titty tally, so it's one out of 15, yeah. A titty tally. Um, and with Jaws as well, actually. So with Jaws, we watched Jaws mm. in 4K, mm. uh, and you definitely get to see a lot more boob in the 4K scan, <laughs> as well as some bush. So at present, we've got titty tally Does it get two, half bush a one. Does it get half a point for bush? Uh, or we do we yeah. separate tallies? I don't know. We could do separate tallies. I think I lost count of the bush, to be honest. Yeah. I think there's only like three lots of bush. <laughs> I'll try and remember. Do I have to watch all films again now? <laughs> yeah. I have to go back and run yeah. through them all for the titty bush tally. Um, <clears throat> but no, I remember just being like, oh, look, you can see her tits now in this version of the film. Oh, and you can see bush. Never saw that before. In Jaws, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it's 12 film. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly. Yeah. It's a 12. Tits, bush, blood, guts. What the fuck? Sharks. Yeah. No Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so, Eaten Alive. I, I, would you recommend yeah. that one or Hard Pass? Oh, that's Hard Pass for me. Yeah, Hard Pass for me too. Uh, I would argue that Eaten Alive is the shittest film we had to sit through. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that, yeah. So we've we've had two absolute fucking stellars followed by a shitty one. So we've stumbled a little bit, but not not too not too bad. We're gonna recover here. Yes. We're gonna dip into Dario Argento's Suspiria. Mm. Uh you hadn't seen Dario Argento's Suspiria before no, I've going seen in. The remake. But not this right. I'd seen like half of this one. I turned it off because I think I'd had like a bad I don't I just don't, don't think I was in the mood for it. You know? Right. Like, it was quite loud and just abrasive, and I was just like, oh, I can't deal with this right now, you know? 
So we turned it off, and then I came back until until now. Um, I haven't seen the remake, so without spoiling too much, how does it differ? The remake shit. It's shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's not <laughs> shit. It's, it's long. It's a bit of a slog. Um, like, unnecessarily long, I think. Right. It's worth a watch if you like the original, just to see how, how it differs. But, um, uh, yeah, if you've, if you've no interest, then don't bother going out and watching it. Yeah. I so said I got it, but I just haven't got around to watching it yet. I keep thinking about it, but it's like two and a bit hours long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's too long like, for him, I think. Yeah, I got such a back catalogue of shit to watch yeah. that my standard operating procedure is like, okay, I'm going to watch something from my backlog. Which film is the shortest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. What did you think of the, the, the Dire Gentle one? Uh, I enjoyed it, as far as I can remember. I mean, I'm struggling to remember what my thoughts were at the time you know yeah i think we were quite a few beers deep at this point <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes um i think at this point <laughs> it was uh almost time where we decided that we should maybe put the brakes on yeah um but <laughs> uh, i suppose what happens when you start day drinking see oh. um exactly but no i i it, yeah it's it's good it's um I think it's better than the remake. Right. Um, so not blown away then? Not blown away. I did enjoy it. You know, I would recommend it, but um, not something that's overly memorable for me, you know? Yeah. Has it encouraged you to watch other Dario Argento films? Yeah, well, I'd watch it more Dario Argento, definitely, yeah. 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 It's an he's, he's, it's an interesting use of colour. And sound in in Suspiria. I think that's more on the lines of a spectacle than anything else, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's why. I think Suspiria is probably arguably his uh, most famous movie. Yeah. Um, I think it's because of the stylistic side of it more so than the tale. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, the, the tale is interesting enough. I don't really have... A lot of people are big fans of Dio Argento and I'm, you know, each into their own. Yeah. But I don't know, there's something about him that doesn't quite work for me. Like, I don't dislike his stuff, I just don't love his stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, like I'm not a hardcore Argento fan. Yeah. Um, and I've seen a fair few by now, uh, in particular, mostly the Arrow video stuff they've released, because... Mm. I got a drop in really once an episode. I'm an hour video whore, oh, so exactly. uh, why would you not? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I didn't watch Suspiria until a couple of years ago because, again, it was one of those ones that people kept going on about. About you know, you need to watch Suspiria. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did. I picked it up and I watched it. And again, same. I, I think it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's got a very well put together. Uh, audio side, audio mix. Yes, yeah, yeah. But in terms of like content and yeah, it's it's almost style over substance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I agree with. That. I think it's a solid statement. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd still recommend. You know, I can see why people love it. I'm just sort of I'm just not on the same page quite. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those ones where uh, if you're a fan of his other stuff or if you're a fan of the whole Italian 
giallo thing. Um, even though this isn't really a giallo. But yeah, yeah, it's one of those, it's not a clean cut recommendation. No. no. It's a maybe depending on your preferences, I'd say. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. So uh, we've had, again, two Stone Cold classics, one fucking stumble, one sort of meh. Yeah. It's time to up the fucking game it's a bit. To, yeah. Going in with another absolute fucking Stone Cold classic. John Carpenter's 1978 Halloween. Motherfucking Halloween. Um, this film, man. I can't go get into how... I don't want to sound like a fucking cliche, <laughs> but I'm going to sound like a cliche. Like, for me, I saw Nightmare on Elm Street first, which you could argue is like one of the first... Mm. I say one of the first, one of the top slashers, right? yeah. yeah. But it wasn't until I watched Halloween one night, again, on TV, some fucking evening, um, that I was like, oh, my God. Like, you can have stylish, spooky fucking slasher movies. They haven't got to be, like, ridiculous fucking storylines. Like, yeah. the premise for Halloween is so fucking simple. Yeah. Um, it's your basic, again... I was going to say boogeyman story. <laughs> I'm not trying to be like arsey. Um, it's just it's a story about the, the, a boogeyman, the spooky guy. Yeah. Everybody's got like a ghost story of some sort. Like, was there a ghost story from where, when you grew up, where you would have, have a day? Yeah, there's a couple of like, I think a couple of them have been like Mirtha Tunnel and places like that, you know, just the spooky places. And the whole yeah, so it was... A couple, uh, you had K1177, I think, was the one guy, what he was nicknamed. Okay. Because he killed an 11-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 7-year-old. And the whole premise of that storyline was that, like, they were building new houses, and where they were building new houses, apparently there used to be a really big house up on the hill. Mm. But the guy in there killed the kids. I think they were his own kids. Um, and then he went to jail, and they decided to the 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 government got his lands or whatever, so they decided to knock the house down and build this new fucking house in the state, right? Mm. Of course, this is like pre-internet days, and you've moved. I've moved into the area, and they're telling me the story. Of course, I'm fucking eating it up like it's fucking gospel. Yeah. So like, there's there's all these different stories about different fucking people. Like I remember we went into like the fucking woods to have a look around. And found this house that had been like clearly knocked down, yeah. and like this clothesline around, and somebody was all like, "Oh my god, he's come back! Those are his clothes!" <laughs> and like we're all like running through the fucking woods, screaming our fucking heads off, shit in our pants yeah. over something that's clearly fucking non-existent, right? Yeah. Um, but it's the power of that, that psychologically, the power yeah. of that kind of thing. Yeah, and I think that's what Halloween does really well. Is it gives you this ghost story, mm. and then runs with it yeah, yeah um there's no like overly complicated <sighs> where you've got sort of friday the 13th and friday the 13th starts off reasonably strong and then gets just absolutely fucking ridiculous yeah. but friday the 13th is very lucky in as much as it embraces the fucking absurdity of itself yeah, yeah. and almost becomes like a parody of itself yeah, yeah. um and does very well with it mm. whereas Halloween doesn't need to do that. Yeah, yeah. 
Halloween, the the basics are simply there, mm-hmm. and they don't need altering too much. And when they do try and alter it, is where it starts to fall apart in the later sequels, etc., etc., etc. But for the bulk of Halloween, it's just sheer fucking gold dust. Yeah, I'd agree, man. Like, um, it's one of the ones I saw quite early as well. I think, like you, I saw Friday the 13th first. Not Friday the 13th, sorry. Um, Nightmare on Street first. And uh, but Halloween was the one when my grandparents used to take me to the video show, to Blockbuster. Um, Halloween was always the one I'd look for, the, well, the film from that franchise, you know, rather than any other franchise. Because they were always like solid movies and I liked sort of that idea of the shape, you know. Yeah. And I like that it's, I mean, he, he is just a dude, but like, there's also an element of the supernatural there, even though like, you know, it's just a guy, but it's like, it's the whole, like the devil's eyes and shit like that, you know, and the fact that he survives, well, he's shot six times, stabbed fucking 12 times, falls out of a window, <laughs> gets up and walks away and he's fine, you know, but like, um, <clears throat> yeah, just the idea of Michael Myers always sort of appealed to me. And yeah, Halloween, the first Halloween is just a Stone Cold classic, isn't it? You know? How do you feel about where they're going with the franchise at the moment with the new ones? I'm keen to see where it goes. I mean, I can't remember what the trailer sort of introduced now, because there was some controversy around that, wasn't there? Oh, the trailer's fucking spoiler heaven. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched it one time. I won't watch it again. I won't watch anything else to do with it now. Yeah, no. I broke my fucking solemn vow not <laughs> to watch trailers. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, the Halloween kills fucking trailers up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yes. I really want to fucking see it. Yeah. And I watched it and was just like, wow, cool. Thanks, guy. Yeah, nice You've literally just given me like 50 plus percent of the kills in this fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bastards. Um... I did enjoy the shit out of the most recent one. Yeah. Um, I thought that was fucking awesome. I used to like Michael Myers and that is brutal. Yeah. Um, so if they carry on in that trend, then yeah, I'm all in. But uh, just don't try and sort of... Don't try and introduce more backstory or... We don't need it, you know? No. What do you think about the Rob Zombie Halloween movies? I loved them, man. I think we've spoken about them quite a bit. Yeah, yeah I was at... Well, I say I loved them. They were solid entries, I think. And solid entries into Rob Zombie's sort of film catalogue. I enjoyed the first one more than the second. Yeah. And I don't think they deserve as much hate as they get, personally. Yeah, I think... The the tricky part with the Rob Zombie ones is he tries to almost give you too much backstory and humanise Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which detracts a little bit from the mythos of yeah. who he is yeah, because it's, it's explaining everything. Mm. Um, and then if you take it as like a separate thing, I mean, obviously if it's a reboot, it's not going to be canon. Yeah. Know? It's going to be a separate thing. Like if you take it as that, then yeah, I mean, it's, you can do whatever the fuck you want, but then, yeah, you know? I think that's it. I think it's one of those things as well, where because it's such a, um, well loved franchise, yeah. He's he's gonna get backlash either way. Even if he made the perfect fucking Halloween movie, yeah, yeah. somebody somewhere is gonna be all like, "Ah, oh, well, he forgot this. Yeah. We didn't do that." Yeah, I think he makes absolute brutal Michael Myers. Mm, yeah, 
um, character. I think there are certain elements to his films which work really fucking well. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they do carry a tinge of fucking dogs whinging. I don't know if you can hear yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> my dogs are so upset that they can hear me talking about Rob Zombie yeah. um, what was I saying yeah I think it suffers a little bit because it gets uh, tarred with the Rob Zombie yes yeah, yeah. effing and jeffing fucking brush mm. where like nobody can just have a basic fucking conversation yeah everybody's a cunt who are fucking yeah um, which I'm not opposed to but it's like it's in every fucking movie, in it. Mm. Um, yeah, and just like the second one, I think suffered a bit from the Rob Zombie symbolism thing. Yeah, big time. I didn't dig, didn't dig the second one much at all. Um, the whole White Horses thing was yeah. not for me. But didn't you release an album after that called White Horses? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it was sure. fucking knobbed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I had Charlie Moon Zombie on the cover as well. Did it? I don't know. <laughs> Same <laughs> problem. <did. laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, back to John Carpenter's Halloween. No, again, man. Most if you listen to this podcast, chances are you fucking seen it. Yeah, yeah. And if you haven't seen it, without a doubt, if I'm going to recommend one film off this fucking list, it's probably that. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd agree with you. There. Um, so we're back up there. We're back up there with another absolute fucking, fucking belter. Cold classic. But this, this is where I started struggling, okay? So yeah. it's maybe, I don't know, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, coming to 1 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. And we're going pretty strong, but we've been drinking since 9-ish. We're good, like, what, 8 to 10 hours in at this point as well? Yeah. And almost the same number of cans, probably. Oh, yeah, um, like, if not <laughs> more, yeah. So I started, I was really struggling to keep my eyes open, and I was thinking, fuck, Already, I've still got another fucking 15 hours to yeah, go. Yeah, at least, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's shit. So it's at this point that we also decided that we should maybe put the brakes on the beers yeah. and focus on the movies for a little bit. Well, yeah, break out the energy drinks and just, yeah. Yeah, break it down a bit, bit of energy drink, job done. Um, so... Next is one of my absolute fucking favourites um, in the horror genre as a whole. One of my I can't even explain why it's one of my favourites because it's not a particularly like when you think in terms of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Jaws, Halloween, right? These are absolutely fucking polished, perfection, fucking lovely movies. This next one is not quite as perfect by any measure. But it holds a very special place in my heart. And that is Zombie Flesh Eaters. Yes. So, had you seen Zombie Flesh Eaters before no, we I watched haven't. it? No. And what was your take on Zombie Flesh Eaters? Do you agree? Or are you not quite as in love with it as I am? I did enjoy it, from what I can remember. Like, I was, I think I was quite drunk at this point. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm struggling to remember it a little bit. Isn't it meant to be a sequel to Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, it's like an unofficial sequel. So uh, much like 
Remember the Yarrow video all night? Uh, we watched that Italian alien ripoff oh, called yeah. Contamination. I remember that, man. Yeah. That's like an indirect, like alien sequel kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, there's there's a, quite a few of them knocking about. But basically, yeah, I think if I memory serves me correct, I think Dario Argento helped finance Dawn of the Dead as long as he could then make his own cut of Dawn and release it as Zombie. Right. Then this was Zombie 2, which was like meant to cash in on the fact that it was a sequel to Dawn of the Dead. Um, But in terms of like story and characters, there's there's no connection whatsoever. No, no. It's just, yeah, they've tried to cash in on it. Yeah. Um, Um... yeah, I mean, like I said, I was a little bit sort of inebriated at the time, but I think I remember enjoying it, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to give it another watch, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my top, like, five zombie movies, without a doubt, even possibly top three. Yeah. Um, and I'm not entirely sure why. Like I said, it's yeah. not anything remotely uh, groundbreaking. No. Um, it has got one of the best, like, eye gore. Yeah scenes ever yeah 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 that Um, one and it's got the that's the one yeah and it's got the zombie fighting the shark oh shit yeah yeah which is (laughs) fucking insane yeah yeah. but again the first time I ever saw that film was when we were in metros one time. I'm sure you were there because you were there most of the time I was in metros. Um, yeah, probably. But yeah, they used to have like TVs like mounted off the walls yeah. they, in certain places, yeah. especially by the DJ booth. And we used to like stand opposite the DJ booth. Yeah. And yeah, they were showing it one night, and I remember like the eye bit and just being like, "Holy shit! What the <laughs> fuck is this?" And then the zombie fighting the shark and just like. I have to find yeah. this fucking movie. Yeah, this yeah. is insane. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's I, I had a special place in my heart ever since. Like I said, I, all those years in metros, they weren't wasted. No. It introduced me to zombie flesh eaters, exactly. and for that, I will always be grateful for metros. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Never mind the times I had to walk under fountains of piss. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, God. Get stuck to the carpet and. Yeah. And like when they, I think we spoke about this before, like but when the smoking ban came in, yeah, and you didn't realize how much Metro smelt. <laughs> you just smelled smell smoke before, and just then you go in there, it's just like, oh Jesus minging. Christ, this is fucking horrible. <laughs> uh, classy. I miss Metros. I, yeah. We should go back just for shits and giggles. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, zombie fleshy is. If you haven't seen it, it's a great fucking zombie movie. Um, I think Arrow Video still got the distribution rights in the UK, so you can get Arrow Video like standard Blu-ray. They did a fucking beautiful steel book if you're into that kind of thing. Mm. Otherwise, Blue Underground have released it on 4K and it looks great. Um, so for me, this is a fucking solid recommend without a doubt. If you like, you Walking Dead and you like zombie movies and all the rest, mm. check this one out big time. Yeah. So, next up, we're looking at another 
doing a little link here between movies. Look, John Carpenter movie. Yep. And we are going with 1980s The Fog. So you've got a big soft spot for the fog, I've got a yeah. Big soft spot for the fog, yeah. It's um, it's one of the ones that my parents bought me on VHS when I was probably a little too young to watch it. Um, I mean, what is it, fifteen? Yeah, I think now it's a fifteen. I'm not sure if it was an eighteen back when. But yeah, anyway, um, yeah. So I I watched the shit out of it, man. I fucking loved it. It's yeah, I think it's up there for me, you know. Top tier. Top tier. Maybe not top five, but definitely like top ten. I'd say. Nice. How do you how do you rank it? Yeah, I'm a. The fog is one of those ones where again I think we taped it off TV because I asked. Yeah. And I don't know the idea of horror movies where if I didn't shit my pants then they were crap. Yeah. Because I wasn't scared enough. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that was a really shitty way to look at horror movies. But you know we we all make mistakes when yeah, we are. Um, um, yeah, live and learn. And now look at me. I, I sit and watch trash, and I'm all like, it's good, you should watch it. <laughs> this is from no, Good Rat Man. It's fucking dreadful. And I'm all like, no, it's really good. Um, like a perfect example, right? So, okay, the guy in work, there's a guy in work, and he watches loads of stuff, and he's about 10 years older than me. Yeah. He's a little bit less than 10 years older than me, but 10's a nice round number, right? So, of course, he was out when all this shit was, like, prime, right? And it was all, like, on his radar, right? So he's watched all this stuff. And he's watched loads of things, right? He's, like, recommended loads of stuff for me to watch that I hadn't seen, hadn't even fucking heard of. Loved it, right? So I'm thinking, cool, man, this guy's going to love some of the stuff that, like, I watch, obviously, because we both love the horror movies. We both love this, that, and the other, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, oh, cool. You've seen Castle Freak. And he's like, uh, no, I don't think so. And I was like, oh, dude, it's fucking great. I yeah. love Castle Freak, right? It's got Barbara Crampton in it, Jeffrey Coombs, yeah, Reanimator. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah I've seen Reanimator. I was like, yeah, do you like Reanimator? He's like, yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's all right. It's fucking it's, great. It's great yeah. But yeah, okay. <laughs> so, well, it's those two. I said, and uh, basically the husbands are drunk. They get a castle, and uh, they inherit a castle over in Italy, and they go, but there's like this whole backstory where there's a, this creature living in the castle, the castle freak, and he's like, sounds awful. And I was like, honestly, right? Just watch it. It's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, you watch it. He's like, yeah, no, that was shit. <laughs> I said, all right, okay, cool. Well, it's like one of my yeah. top <laughs> 10 films <laughs> ever. I think it's great, but whatever. Uh, Maybe we're so, not on the same page after all. Yeah. Uh, I ordered a copy of Mutant River. Um, Mutant River? I think that's like the fucking German barge people. So I ordered a copy of barge people, but it's called Mutant River for some reason in fucking Germany. And for some reason in the UK, it hasn't got a DVD or Blu-ray release. So I know where everybody that's listening is thinking, well, uh, it must be shit then, because if it hasn't got a fucking DVD or Blu-ray release, or even a digital release for that matter, you can't even pick it up on Amazon Prime, right? Then it must be a sack of shit. Yeah. For those of you who've listened to, like, last year's Choice Cuts, it made my Choice Cuts list, right? This film is fucking good. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> so you can get a Blu-ray, a uh, German version of said yeah. film. So I've ordered said copy. It turned up in work. Yeah. And he's like, oh, what's that? And I was like, oh, it's the barge people. And he's like, looks shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, it's really good. So like, do you want to lend it? You should have a lend. Have a watch. Yeah. He's like, no. Yeah. You're all right. I'll pass on this one. 
So I like, oh, do this. It's good. It's fun. Like it's ridiculous. It's about like mutant fishmen that live on the barge that pick on people that are like prey on people that are on barge boats. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, oh, man. <laughs> you're missing out. It's really good. Uh, but yes, no. So we've got completely sidetracked. <laughs> going back to the fog mm. so the fog was one of those ones where um yeah i was at that place and time where if a film didn't like frighten me then it wasn't a good film yeah um so the fog i've got a bit of a strange strained relationship with mm. because part of me is all like yeah no it's garbage yeah but then part of me is like actually it's just a really good ghost story yeah and while ghost stories aren't usually my thing, mm-hmm. this is like pirate fog ghosts. Fucking pirate ghosts, right. Yeah, so it's like, it's pretty good. Yeah, the Steve more Wayne. I watch it, the more I do love yeah. it, to be fair. Yeah, you got Steve Wayne, you got fucking, what's her name? Jim Lee Curtis. Jim Lee Curtis. And Tom Atkins. Got Top Shagger. Yeah, Top Shagger, Tom Atkins. Adrian, Adrienne. Sorry, Adrian. Adrian! (laughs) Uh, Adrian Barbeau. Yeah. We used to be married to John Carpenter. She is lovely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And Pirate Ghost. I mean, what more do you want? Except what more do you want? Um, Yeah, in terms of familiar with, like, John Carpenter's canon as a whole, all his, like, backlog. Yeah, I've seen a fair few. Like, obviously, The Thing, The Fog... Obviously, Halloween, um, Escape from LA, Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, you know, who hasn't seen that? Um, so, yeah, I haven't seen all of them, but like, you know, a fair few. Christine. Seen the bulk of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how do you rate the fog in comparison to his other stuff? I mean, it's not as good as obviously The Thing um, or Halloween, come to think of it. I think it's. I'd put it in sort of the middle to top tier. I wouldn't put it like sort of up there with the thing, Halloween. Yeah. It's not like, it's not, it's not on the other, the other end of the spectrum either, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like middle ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think it's one of his, <clears throat> without a doubt, it's like, you've got the thing in Halloween, like God tier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then you've got like, uh, Escape from New York, yeah. The Fog, Big Trouble in Little China are all in that sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. good middle ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure I'm missing something. It'll come to me. Oh, but yeah, no, I think I think it's a solid entry. Um, it, uh, they Live, you were missing? Oh, they Live is in God for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love They Live. Oh, man. I just, I just want to talk about They Live now. That's another one of those ones. Much like Bone Tomahawk, where if we ever cover it, it's just going to be me going, oh, 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 they live, oh. That's a um, great sound effect. I have to, I have to cut that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah like no, transition. I like they live a lot. Um, but yeah, no, the fog. What's not to like? It's spooky pirate ghosts. Yeah. Um, there's some fucking great kills. Yes. Basically, the pirates were wronged. Um, there's this whole like leper colony 
uh, mugging them off with the gold, stealing the gold, crashing the ship. Um, story, backstory, and basically it's been like a hundred years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and on the night of the hundred year anniversary, they've come back to kill the descendants of the people that wronged them. I think it is. Isn't it? Yeah, they're after like six. Yes, they're trying right. to take six bodies to rectify for the cause of this. It's just like fucking kill ghosts. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's a fucking great little movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, highly recommend. Uh, next. Okay, so then, at this point, we're like back on the beers a little bit. We're trying to sort out some grub. Uh, we're sort of at the almost at the halfway point. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, the next film is the halfway point. Yes. So, at this point, we're sort of gearing up for the evening session. Mm. How are you feeling at this point, Dave? Not too bad, if I remember rightly. Like a little drunk. Um, but I think we'd calmed down on the beers a bit by now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was feeling pretty good at this point. Yeah. Uh, after stepping off of the, the, the beers and getting on the energy drinks and slowing down the consumption of the beers into a more steady pace, because you have to bear in mind that this was like a, it wasn't a sprint, this was an endurance test, yeah. this was a marathon, this was a 24-hour fucking battle. Yeah. I couldn't be getting fucking hammered and if taking a fucking beer nap. 12 hours, I'm going to be fucked, I'm going to be asleep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, at this point... I'd eased off. I was feeling pretty good. I was feeling pretty confident. I was like, yeah, we fucking, we can do this. This is, we were fucking flying through these movies. This is going smooth. It's going great. We're having a fucking ball. So next film coming up. Again, I would argue without shadow of doubt, one of the greatest fucking slasher movies ever fucking made. Um, how this didn't get the love uh, it should get. I don't know. Mm. Um, how, I mean, the way it ends kind of makes it so that you can't have any sequels. Yeah. But I don't know. There's been no talk of reboots. There's been no nothing, no. right? Um, why? I, I don't fucking know. The film we are talking about is, of course, 1981's The Burning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you seen The Burning before? No, it's my first watch of The Burning. Nice. What do you think? Yeah, I loved it, man. It's great. It's so fucking good. Uh, like everything on this is screams like fucking instant fucking success. Um, it's a summer camp movie. The kids are somewhat older children. They're not like the little fucking babies that are running around like learning to swim and stuff. These are horny teens, um, which works really well with the standard narrative of horny teens getting killed. Yeah. Um, the introduction of our uh, Cropsy in terms of origin story, yeah. who he is. It's got fucking George so Costanza the, in it. Yeah. You know? It's, uh, it's pretty fucking savage. Like, yeah. And it's the kids that are to blame, which is like yeah. not usually... I know they kind of tried to use that for um, Friday the 13th. But this is like... It, that was an accident. Friday the 13th was like an accident. Yeah. I suppose this was an accident as well. They didn't mean to set the fucker on fire. Yeah. Um, but this is done to spectacular, spectacular uh, levels of accidental death, where 
there's a caretaker and he's a grumpy fucker by all accounts. And the kids decide we're going to play a trick on Cropsy. We're going to scare the absolute fucking shit out of him. Mm. Uh, Cropsy, he's grumpy, he's miserable, he's an alcoholic. And when he's having a nap in his little cabin the one night, the kids have snuck in with a skull they've got from somewhere. And they've put some candles in, they made it super spooky. And they're like tapping on the window. Cropsy wakes up, freaks the fuck out because he can see the skull, knocks her over, which then instantly sets him ablaze because he's covered in fucking hooch and fucking oil and God knows what else. And he doesn't burn to death like Freddy Krueger. He just burns to the point where like he is scarred from top to bottom, hideously yeah. fucking burned. Um, however, he recovers from said accident and a few years later he's released back out into the wild where his first instinct is to return to the camp and butcher some fucking kids because they made him hideous. Maybe give him like a psychology screening first. Too. Yeah, I mean, all that shit costs money, doesn't it? It's just like, yeah, no, get the fuck out of our hospital. You've been here long enough. Um, but no, it's a fucking incredible slasher. Cropsy is a fucking creepy-ass fucking dude. Yeah. And you never um, really see him, you know? Yeah. You never really see Cropsy. <clears throat> until like right at the end or right at the beginning it's yeah. always like the boots and then the fucking the shears the shears are fucking great yeah um special makeup effects by tom savini so yeah. you know it's good shit it's top tier stuff like um one of my favorites i think is when one of the kids is like putting up his hands in shock and he's yeah, like ah uh, waving yeah. his hands around and cops he just fucking shears off the tips of his fucking fingers yeah. <laughs> It's fucking stellar. Great, yeah. Um, but yeah, I know there's some great fucking kills in this. Yeah. Um, again, I forgot, I've, we've been blitzing mm. through it, I forgot the titty count, but there's definitely boobs in this. Yes, there is. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's bush in this. I think the other film I remember there being bush in, because we had an in-depth discussion about how the scene was set up, was in Zombie Flesh Eaters. Yeah. So she's in the shower, and there's a mirror to her left and a mirror to her yes, right. Yes, that's right, yeah. And so you get to see, like, in the mirror to the left, the breasts, and in the mirror to the right, the bush. Something like that. It was done yeah. so you could see everything without seeing everything directly. Yeah. It's very smart. <laughs> if um, you're going to do it, then, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just tits and bush, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, again, I think without a shadow of a doubt, this is, like, up there in terms mm. of, like, slasher... Um, it was like 80 slashes, you know. Yeah, I think it's um, it's up there for me, definitely. Like I said, especially if you look at it in terms of like just working off the basis of originals, yeah. so just the first movie in the first entries. Mm. So I don't think it's quite as good as Halloween. Halloween has a bit more um, substance going for it, it's yeah. a bit more self contained. Yeah. Uh, greatness yeah i think it's a toss-up between friday the 13th part one and the burning they're like they're very closely i'd have to watch friday the 13th again because i've got quite a soft spot for friday the 13th um then you've got like uh freddy mm. i'd put freddy below the burning like my elm street yeah I mean, I've seen that's the thing. I've seen the burning once, you know. Yeah. Whereas I've seen 
see if Nightmare Elm Street loads times. So I think I'd have to give it a couple more, maybe like another couple of watches before yeah. I go like saying, yeah, it's much better than this, 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 and this. But I'd, it's a solid like recommend for me. I did really enjoy it. Yeah, fuck I. Solid recommend without a shadow of fucking doubt. Um, if Slashes is your bag and you haven't checked this out, yeah, yeah it sure. is essential viewing. Yeah, totally. Uh, next. So, all through the, this now, the, the whole Twitch streaming thing was going on, and we turned it off for the burning so we could eat, but it was back on. It was back on for the rest of the fucking evening. Yeah. Um, but the next film. So we've been we've we've had some fucking stellar movies, right? We've had some really good fucking movies, and we're gonna keep that going with the next movie, which was again John Carpenter, yeah. nineteen eighty two, The Thing. The Thing. Well, what can we say about The Thing? Or a movie, man. Um, for those of you who haven't seen The Thing for whatever fucking reason, I can't even imagine there's a reason why you haven't seen it. Yeah. But just in case. The tagline, man, is the warmest place to hide. In remote Antarctica, a group of American research scientists are disturbed at their base camp by a helicopter shooting at a sled dog. When they take in the dog, it brutally attacks both human beings. Oh, hang on, I pressed the button, it's close. It attacks, it brutally attacks both human beings and canines in the camp, and they discover that the beast can assume the shape of its victims. A resourceful helicopter pilot and the camp doctor lead the camp crew in a desperate, gory battle against the creature before it picks them all off one by one. Uh, absolute fucking belter yeah. of a movie. Yeah. The fact that this thing tanked makes me cross. <laughs> right? Never mind, right, the fact that it's found cult status. Yeah. Right? Never mind the fact that it was made two years before I was fucking born. So there's nothing I could do about it. It's not like I could go to the cinema and watch it loads and loads and loads and loads, and loads right? This film is, without a doubt, a masterpiece. Yeah. yeah. I know they... they it's widely regarded as being a great fucking movie, but I mean, there's, there's solid reasoning behind that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the fucking practical effects are insane. Like even now, 82, that thing was fucking made. Yeah. This film's almost 40 years old <laughs> and it looks amazing. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, Kurt Russell gives an absolute fucking stellar performance. Again, growing up, right, I assumed Kurt Russell was quite, like, a big star. Yeah. Right? Apparently not. Apparently, Kurt Russell, like, never quite got to the same heights of, like, A-game people, like Arnie and Sylvester Stallone, right? He was just sort of that, ooh, he couldn't quite break it. Right? I mean, like, but, maybe that's for the best, though, you know, because he's been in some fucking great stuff. But that's it. He's been in some great fucking stuff. So why isn't he top fucking tier? You look at some of the shit those guys have churned out. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I got a boner for fucking Kurt Russell. Uh, who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I imagine he's one of the most sought after. It's that fucking hair, man. It is, yeah. It's that fucking hair. God damn it. I don't leave damn it. that hair. 
I remember days when I used to have hair like that. Yeah, I had, I had some hair at some point. <laughs> yeah. But no, he's a good-looking dude, um, and he's fucking mm. stellar in this. I think all-round cast. I don't think there's a bum performance from anybody in this. No, no. Um, but yeah, you've got trapped in a remote Antarctic base doing research when all of a sudden some alien organism which likes to replicate other things replicate replicate um i still don't think i've recovered properly i think my brain is still fucking mush from the lack of sleep like i'm struggling with words more so than usual yeah yeah. um but yeah no this alien essentially consumes the thing it's trying to replicate and in an effort to blend in yeah um they realize what is happening and realize that if this gets back to a big populace of some description, then there's no stopping it. They are the last line of defense and they will never be remembered for the sacrifices they made. But we know having watched the film, what these, excuse me, (laughs) what these brave men did. Um, again, one of John Carpenter's absolute best. Sorry, like that burp just came up fucking so well. on mic is great. You uh, have to keep it in. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, without a doubt, one of John Carpenter's fucking greatest yeah, accomplishments. Yeah, yeah. Um, which again annoys me. Why the fuck did they not like give him the opportunity to do more? Yeah. Like, he seems to have been shunned, where, uh, all right, the ward wasn't fucking great, hmm. but, like, he's got a solid background in film. Like, his stuff is solid, hmm. yeah. consistently solid. Throw the man a fucking bone, give him some fucking money, let him make fucking something. All these Hollywood people are listening to this right now. You know what Yeah, <laughs> listen to what I say. Yeah. Um, but yeah the thing again it was one of the ones I watched on fucking TV it was on TV late one night Um, I missed the start where it shows you so the opening credits shows you the spaceship crashing Um, and when I first watched it I missed that so I had no idea what the fuck it was there was an alien Um, so when I watched it in full for the first time I was a little bit disappointed but then it really doesn't change much because you kind of they tell you it's a fucking alien anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, oh, man, this movie is incredible. I'd argue it's in my top ten movies. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So, following up, John Carpenter's The Thing. Mm-hmm. Naturally, 1983, John Carpenter released Christine. Yeah. So, we had to watch Christine. Even though it's, like, almost two hours fucking long. Yeah. Um. Have you seen Christine before? Long one. No, I'd read the book. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you think of the book? I loved the book, actually, yeah. Really? Yeah. Good. I did read it when I was like fucking 14, but yeah. From what I remember, I loved it. Oh, yeah, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to hate it because yeah. um, somebody else I know who had tried to read it said that it's one of the few books they gave up on. Okay. And I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever given up on a book. Yeah. I've spent a whole year reading one book, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think I've ever given up on a book. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
so yeah, no, that was that was quite surprising. So when I read it, I was quite surprised by how much. I mean, because the concept's a bit naff, isn't it? Uh, but it's one of those things. Is it a naff concept, or is it just it doesn't appeal to you concept? Yeah, maybe. Like, uh, it's essentially a haunted car. Yeah, yeah. Right, so it's a ghost story. Yeah. Well. I don't really care for ghost stories very much mm. as a whole anyway. Yeah. So anything like that, Christine, the mangler. Yeah, yeah, true. It, they don't really work for me. Yeah. Maybe it's just I've never given a shit about cars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is that. I mean, I don't even know what the fuck the car is, but I know it's a nice-looking car. Yeah. Um, I know the, yeah, I'll have one if they go in. I mean, if somebody's handing them out for free with a set of keys and it's running, I'll take it. If you're a haunted fucking blender, I'd just, I think I'd still think it's a craft story, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, a toaster. But yes, a Stephen King adaptation. Uh, the first Stephen King adaptation, I believe, that we is watched that, right? that evening. Oh, it is, yeah. That evening. I think you meant like it. Uh, and the only Stephen King adaptation. Yeah. Yes. So those of you who are not familiar with Christine, uh, geeky student Arnie Cunningham falls for Christine, a rusty 1958 Plymouth Fury, and becomes obsessed with restoring the classic automobile to her former glory. As the car changes, so does Arnie, whose newfound confidence turns to arrogance behind the wheel of its exotic beauty. Arnie's girlfriend Lee and best friend Dennis reach out to him, only to be met by a fury like no other. Indeed. Um, yeah, so basically he falls in love with the car, the car falls in love with him. It's not one of those weird ones where he's like boning the car. Thankfully. Um, <clears throat> yeah, thankfully. But it, it's a strange um, transformation from this geeky, lacking confidence young lad yeah. to this overly confident um it's a fucking john travolta in greece <laughs> yeah basically yeah. he turns into like a top shagger overnight because yeah. of christine yeah um but he's not allowed to do any top shagging because yeah. christine won't allow it yeah and he's a bit of a dickhead yeah he does become a bit of a dickhead um Again, so I hadn't watched this until it got a release recently in the last couple of years or so. Yeah. Um, I'm not entirely sure why I left it so long, because you've got fucking John Carpenter's name on it. Yeah. Um, but had you seen Christine before? No. 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 So what did you make of Christine? I enjoyed it, man. Yeah, I thought it was one of the better Stephen King adaptations. You know? For sure, without a doubt. Um Speaking of Stephen King adaptations, have you seen Salem's Lot yet? No, I haven't. No. No. I need to uh, check that out. I picked it up because that, again, is a Toby Hooper special. Yeah. Um, But I think it's like a made-for-TV three-hour fucking epic. Yeah. 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 So I was going to watch it during lockdown, but did that whole thing of, okay, well, this is one of the longer films, so fuck yeah, that, because yeah. I could fit in two shorter movies, so let's just watch two shorter movies instead. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I definitely just spent the same out. amount of time watching movies, just not the... <laughs> didn't yeah, just not the ones movie. I should watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah we, we did a whole Stephen King adaptation thing, didn't we? 
Yeah, we did the Royal Blackguards. We, I don't know yeah. why we didn't do Christine, to be honest. But um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Thought it was good. Yeah, maybe it's just because it was about a fucking spooky car, which yeah, is like yeah. it's not very good. Yeah, true. Um, there are it's, other spooky car movies. There are. Yeah, it's definitely better than the Mangler. Oh, for fucking sure. Um, but part of me wonders if that's like Toby Hooper's weird touch on the Mangler. I'm not sure if I've. I must have read the Mangler short story. I don't think it's quite as fucking daft as that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. we'll have to see. And Robert Dickens in that as well, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Robert England is in that hamming it up unfucking believably. He's like on crutches and stuff, isn't he? He's got yeah. his legs and braces. Yeah. Like a fucking boob. Um, yes, no, it's uh, Arnie Cunningham is your straight A student. He's on the chess team. He does this, he does that. But he finds this car. Um, turns out that the previous owner of the car's daughter choked in the back of the car. And that his wife also died in the back of the car um, before the husband then committed suicide in the car. So there's this whole sordid history. When he starts putting Christine back together, we see the sort of impact she has on him and turning him into this badass bellend. Um. Yeah, nice little Stephen King adaptation. Yeah. This one for me is a sort of seek it out if you're interested yeah. in yeah, yeah. it for whatever reason. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So if you're a Stephen King guy, check it out. If you're a John Carpenter guy, check it yeah, out. Yeah. If you're neither of those things, yeah. Yeah. if spooky cars is your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're really into cars, then, yeah, then yeah, definitely check it out. Otherwise, movies, then. Uh, Maybe give this one a bit of a wide berth. If you've run out of Fast and Furious movies, then maybe this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If Fast and Furious movies are your thing and you're like all about family and space and stuff, then definitely check out Christine. Because <laughs> it's all about that. Yeah, man. Okay, next up. So, Christine, a bit bumpy, it's a bit long. Yeah. Um, uh, not so much it felt like it dragged but at this point after we've been watching all these fucking movies uh, which weren't quite as long and drawn out as Christine was it did feel like it was a long movie yes it did yeah Um, so next up we went with another one could argue Stone Cold Classic Mm -hmm. from the twisted mind of Mr. Wes Craven yep we went with 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street yes which uh, stars a young up-and-coming Johnny Depp, yep. um, who we all know now as Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> amongst, <laughs> amongst other things, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, look, you're getting all over my like Dog, how have you got it wrapped around your ass? <sighs> Just go sit in a chair. Um... Yes, Nightmare on Elm Street. So, again, for those of you not familiar with Nightmare on Elm Street, what are you doing listening to our podcast? Yeah. Uh, it's arguably the one that everybody was introduced to far too young. Yes. Uh, had nightmares about, and then either later shunned horror for the rest of their lives or embraced it like 
something that's bad for you. I don't know. Heroin. Heroin, yeah. Embraced it like the warm friendship of heroin. Yeah. Or crack. <laughs> or crack. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger, uh, pedophile who is murdered by town's parents because the police balls up in terms of uh, his arrest. Yep. Who has found a way from beyond the grave to... Is he set up as a paedophile in this one? Because I know he was in the remake. Yeah, I think it's sort of later in the films that he becomes this sort of child... I think they have him as a child killer rather than so much yeah. as a paedophile. Yeah, yeah. But I think the paedophile angle... I don't know if he was always there. Hmm. Um, well, because, I don't know. I think it makes it almost more... I don't think it'd make... Yeah, maybe not. Maybe he's just a child killer. Because the thing is, if he's a paedophile, mm. right, then why is he going after teens then at later yeah. day in the movie? Yeah. Um, obviously, it's to do with the parents, and the parents are involved with the killing of him. Yeah. But then, once he's, like, dealt with those, and it goes on to, like, the many, 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 many fucking sequels, why isn't he back to just being after kids? Yeah, yeah. And again... I'm going to regret saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah, do it. If he's a paedophile, right, yeah. and his whole thing is banging kids, right. then why? And he can get into kids' dreams. Mm. Then he's living his best life, right? Yeah, yeah, true. Because he can do all the fucking banging he wants. Yeah. And there's nothing anybody can do. Yeah. Because he's in their dreams. <laughs> I can see why you thought you'd regret saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't condone it in the slightest, yeah, no, yeah. but I'm just saying. Like, there's a real flaw here in the thinking of... Yeah. But again, I, I, yeah, I can't remember if we set up as a paedophile, because he was in the remake, wasn't he? Like, he was yeah. originally a, a paedophile. But yeah, I'm not sure if they mentioned it in the, the original. Envelope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he might have just been a child killer. Yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah. So that I don't have to, like, be up all night. Chastising myself for overthinking Freddy Krueger and his evil ways. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, as we discussed, this was one of my gateway films into horror. Same, yeah, yeah. And yours too. Um, I remember specifically watching this one over a friend's house. We went over there and uh, he asked his mother if we could watch a spooky movie. Yeah. And she was like, Oh, you like horror movies, do you? And I was like, Yes. Yeah, I do. Uh, she's like, oh, what have you watched? So I told her that I'd seen Evil Dead, yeah. which I had. Yeah. Um, she's like, oh, cool, so you can watch this one then. She went rummaging in the cupboard for, like, tapes taped off TV and brought out this fucking Elm Street. Right? Yeah. And so I had no idea what the fuck this is. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, I did know who it was because Freddy Krueger's face was constantly plastered yeah. everywhere. yeah. Like, the many, many sequels were always... The artwork was always places. Yeah. Like, I remember one of the sequels where there's, like, a pram and the claw hand oh, is coming out of yeah. the pram, the yeah, yeah. razor hand. Yeah. Um, in the back of, like, a fucking supplement for the newspaper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was insane. Like, he was everywhere. He was, but yeah. I didn't specifically know who he was because I hadn't been introduced to him yet. Yeah. So... Yeah, 
it was a, oh yeah, you can watch this one then. And I watched it and absolutely shat my yeah. pants. Yeah, yeah. It is fucking terrifying when you're younger. Yeah. Well, exactly. It's one of those really bizarre things, right? Where I've had conversations before and I've had a conversation with my sister where mm. I've openly discussed how I think Freddy Krueger is one of the more frightening yeah. um, characters because this idea that he comes to you in your sleep, yeah. when you're asleep. Like, especially before he gets silly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, is just, it's absolutely fucking sh- terrifying because for somebody working on the basis that this is factual, because yeah. right? I mean, obviously it's not, but the idea that there was somebody there out there that could do that and infiltrate your dreams and essentially haunt your dreams, torture you in your dreams, kill you in your dreams, yeah. you're not safe because you have to sleep. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether you're locked into some fucking vault where nobody else can get in because you've swallowed the keys and it's like fucking, I don't know, really thick yeah. X amount of fucking things of steel and blah, 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 blah. Even dynamite couldn't get through it. It's this impenetrable fortress. Yeah. You still have to sleep. Yeah. He's still going to get you. I thought that was fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah, totally. But my sister was all like, yeah, well, that's what makes him not scary is because he's in your dreams. So you just wake up. You just oh, take control of your dream and it's done. And I was like, oh, well, I guess. But then I've never been able to do that. You know what I mean? Like I don't have lucid dreams. Oh, I've been able to like change the course of my dreams a couple of times where like in particular I thought like, oh my God, this is, I don't want to go up there. If I go up there, something bad's going to happen. I need to wake up because I'm dreaming and then I've woken up. Yeah. Like I've been able to gain some control of yeah, I don't give a um, to do that. But, oh, yeah, the idea still, I think, without a shadow of a doubt, is think, creepy as fuck. I think what, what I found frightening about it was the... Obviously, he's in your dreams, but then in the real world, like, you're still being killed. Like, you, you saw people, like, sort of, like, raised up from the bed and just being slashed the fuck yeah. out of And I think that idea I found fucking terrifying as a 10-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I think he's. A, I think he's a really interesting character. I think the concept is a really interesting one. I do think, though, as the sequels got on, it did not do yeah. justice to no. the character in no, the slightest. No. No. Um, it has been a long time since I worked my way through them. Yeah, I've not seen any, many of the sequels in years and years and years. Um, yeah, I remember what like I think the second one I'd watched as somebody far too young again was the third one, Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. Is it Dream? Yeah. Is, is that one's Dream Warriors and then it's Dream Master, I believe, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The one with Patricia Arquette in it. I yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's all the kids in the nut house. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Enjoyed that one too. Yeah, I like Dream Warriors. Yeah. Two is the like homoerotic one. Yes. Yeah. Three is Dream Warriors, and then after Dream Warriors, I think I'd lose interest. Yeah. Like, I've seen them, but I couldn't tell you what happens in them. There's one where he's, like, on a pizza. Um, yeah, his face is on the meatballs, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one where he's, like, a giant fucking spider or a fly or some yeah. fucking thing. I don't fucking know. But, yeah, they get a bit daft. Yeah, totally, yeah. I mean, I like the idea of being able to manipulate people's dreams, but, like, not to such a comical effect. Yeah, no. 
I think we were discussing during the film, we couldn't remember which one he started calling people bitching. Yeah, have you just found out? No, I was just looking up uh, which, what was after Dream Warriors, his Dream Master, yeah. And then after right. that was the Dream Child, yes, that's right. Dream Child! Okay, so we're like, we're into like late evening territory at this point. Yes, yeah. I'm still feeling pretty confident. I think we're more energy drinks down. Yeah. We're holding out. We're dipping into what is, again, arguably one of my favourite horror movies. Yes. But then I think at this point, like around halfway through this one, I started to get, I I won't say a bit tired, but I was fucking wrecked. (laughs) Yeah. Next film up on the list was 1985's Reanimator, directed by Stuart Gordon. Yeah. Um, Reanimator, I think, has got a very special place in my heart because it's just so fucking out there. Mm. Like, it is wild um, in terms of what's going on, uh, the whole gore side of things is insane. I mean, you've got a severed head attempting to perform oral sex on a woman. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing's just batshit, yeah. but in the best possible way. Like, yeah. not in a garbage, it's so bad, it's good way. It, 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 this is just fucking great yeah. for me. Yeah. Are you yeah. a Reanimator fan? Yes, I am. Um, I didn't watch it for the longest time. I, I think it was only the last sort of five years, within the last five years I've, I watched it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love it, man. It's so good. Have you seen either of the sequels? No, I'm. They, yeah, yeah. pains me to say it, but they, they, they're not great. I've seen Bride. Bride. Off, thinking about it, yeah, yeah. Bride's good. I like Bride. Um, Beyond is all right. It's kind of, <sighs> unfortunately, it doesn't hold a candle, a flame. What's the fucking saying? My brain's not working. I think it's candle. It doesn't hold a light to yes, candle, yeah. candle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it doesn't it's not as good as the fucking first nice. one by yeah. far like they're one of those clearly one is the best two is the second best yeah. three is the worst yeah, right yeah. it's one of those like they they fall in that fucking order perfectly without a shadow of a doubt yeah. um but the first one is uh, I, I think it was like my first introduction to sort of Stuart gordon as well um, and to Barbara Crampton, who I didn't realize for many years that I had like a solid crush from yeah. on Barbara Crampton. This this was the film, which again, uh, titties in this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I don't know how it came about. Barbara Crampton isn't necessarily what I would usually look for in a woman. Right. I mean, as we had this discussion during the whole film watching thing, I'm not overly particular. Um, <laughs> there's a line I won't cross, right. but that line's pretty low down. Uh, <laughs> Your standards are fairly low then. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm a man with standards. Yeah, I definitely got standards, but yeah, I don't know. 
it's one of those where we're like going into territory where like once it's out there, I know certain people are going to hear it and it'll be reported back to other people. And that's it. I want to hear the end of it. Yeah. Um, but needless to say, Barbara Crampton, not usually what I look for when I'm looking for a mate. Um, <laughs> however, she is drop dead gorgeous and she is lovely. Um, okay. I've had the the privilege of meeting Barbara Crampton, yeah. and I totally like fucking fanboyed out, and like blushed bright red, and couldn't believe that I was standing next to Barbara Crampton. Um, but for those of you who haven't seen Reanimator and also want to hear my narrator voice, let's tell you what Reanimator is yeah. about. Let's get Punisher's version of events. <laughs> <laughs> Herbert West. <clears throat> Excuse me. Herbert West has a good head on his shoulders and another on his desk. A dedicated student at a medical college and his girlfriend become involved in a bizarre experiments centering around the reanimation of dead tissue when an odd new student arrives on campus. Um, yeah. Good voice, man, right there. Woo! Uh, what's his name? Fucking... I just said his name like two seconds ago and I've lost it. Ba, 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 ba. Jeffrey Coombs. Jeffrey Coombs has developed this reanimation agent where once he puts her into dead tissue, it brings dead things back to life. Um, cue all sorts of fucking chaos when he moves to this new school, starts setting up his little lab in the basement and starts fucking about with shit he shouldn't be fucking about with. Yep. Uh, Go is on point. Stories on point, mm. humor's on point. Yep. It's fucking hilarious mm. without like trying to be hilarious. Yeah. Um, this again is another solid recommendation for me. Yeah, I'm saying definitely. Like, I've uh, read the stories based on years and years ago. I had this like HP uh, Lovecraft or compendium or something. Yeah. And um, I remember enjoying the story, like, but I never sort of. I never checked out any of the films based on the stories in that book. But yeah, this is a solid, like, it's up there in terms of, like, in terms of films based on H.P. Lovecraft works. Oh, fuck, I, without a doubt. Um, yeah, it's it's a solid fucking recommendation for me. It's a solid fuck, I. <laughs> a solid fuck, scale. I. That's a new scale. Solid fuck, yeah. I, from Griff. Solid fuck, I. <laughs> Right, so at this point, this is where I personally started fucking flagging yeah, big time. I, I hit a fucking wall. Yeah. Um, probably doesn't help that it was during 1986's Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 by Toby Hooper. Uh, yeah. I know there's some people out there that really fucking rate this. They really like it. Yeah. And for those people, I just want to take this opportunity to say, you're wrong. <laughs> um. Uh, this is my second attempted viewing of this, and it's it's just not good. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same camp. Uh, okay, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre again, uh, as we mentioned earlier, absolute fucking classic. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, you're kind of thinking, okay, it's going to go somewhere along the same lines. It's like a sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's done by the same guy. Yeah. We're going to have a similar fucking movie. No, we're not. We're going to have this ridiculous fucking slapstick fucking. Yeah. Uh, noise fest. You've got some really interesting characters here, and okay, I get it that 
you want to try and do something different. Mm. So it's not the same um, difficult, uh, abrasive viewing that the first one is, yeah. right? We're trying to do like a bit more with the second. Okay, cool. I can get behind that. Um, you introduce like these fucking slapstick characters into it. Okay, so you're trying to make a horror comedy now to one of arguably the greatest, most effective, frightening fucking horror movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, not really what I would recommend doing, but again, hey, it's not my fucking film, yeah, it's yours. You know. um, but oh my God, this fucking film. It's basically 60% of it is uh what's her fucking name caroline williams yeah. now i like caroline williams i follow caroline williams on twitter um i've seen her in a couple of other things i think she's pretty decent she's solid but she plays the radio host stretch uh on in text tunes of Masker 2 and basically like 80% of this fucking movie is just her screaming. Yeah. <coughs> just. <coughs> Sorry. Just fucking mm. screaming. Yeah. Um, they break into the radio station and, like, Leatherface is there with this fucking ridiculously fucking huge chainsaw. And he's basically, like, thrusting her at her from his crotch, like, ooh. Yeah. Like, it's so sexually fucking charged, this thing. It's unreal. And she's just fucking screaming, and he's just going, with the fucking chainsaw, and she's just fucking screaming. And this thing goes on for, like, fucking 15 minutes. You're just like, just fuck the bitch with the chainsaw already. Let's get this fucking done. No, 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 no. He gets distracted and all the fucking rest of it, and we have to deal with more fucking screaming and more fucking chainsaw. Like, the story's not even particularly fucking solid. No. Um, You've got Dennis fucking Hopper in here. Right? Like, oh my god. And he's playing like this fucking uh, pissed off sheriff, Texas fucking sheriff, whose kids, I think, were murdered in the first one, if I remember correctly. Um, So he's been after the Sawyer family for ages. He goes chainsaw shopping, right? There's this whole thing where he walks into a chainsaw store. Right. And he's weighing up different options. He's got two little handheld fucking chainsaws. He's got one big motherfucking chainsaw, right? But there's like this. Oh, I don't know. It's just so fucking wasted. Like, yeah. No, it didn't work for me to be honest. And like, I'm pretty sure I fell asleep for like a solid five minutes of this one. Yeah, honest. I definitely fucking nodded in and out a couple of times. Yeah. Um, only to be awoken by the fucking screaming, screaming again. There. Um, so yeah, this this was this was fucking hard work. Yeah, this and it was felt long. We're we're in. It did feel fucking long, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's only like a hundred and one minutes, which yeah. in the grand scheme of things isn't too long. No. Um, but in the whole Texas Chainsaw Massacre two spec, it's far too fucking long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, you could have cut this down to an 80 fucking three minute movie and it would have been solid yeah uh, yeah no I don't know I can't this is definitely like weak I mean I did kind of enjoy Bill Mosley in parts but, but this is it you've got really interesting characters yeah. in this. you've got Bill Mosley's Chop Top yeah, yeah. is a really weird interesting fucking character mm. um, the fact that the families had to move 
because of the events in Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. is interesting. Yeah. The fact that you've got uh, the disgruntled Texas Ranger the, whose family members were killed in the first after the family yeah. is interesting. There are elements to this thing that are interesting. They just don't fucking no. fall together. No, no. Um, yeah, I don't know how familiar you are with the rest of the sort of Texas Chainsaw Massacre universe. Uh, I've watched a couple of the reboots. Yeah. I uh, enjoyed those, especially the first one. Yeah. Um, other than that, I've not checked out like any of the sequels after this one, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Next Generation, I think, is the third one. Right. Or is it Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 then the next? I can't. It's a long time ago since I fucking watched them yeah. again. Um, one of them's got Matthew McConaughey in it. Right. And it's very mm. fucking weird. Yeah. Um, had, Toby Hooper st- st- had Toby Hooper stepped off at that point, or was he still... Was he still? Yeah, I think he was done. I think two was... Basically, I think, he, if I remember correctly, there was this whole thing where the studio wanted him to do two and he signed like a three-movie deal contract where he gets to make three movies. One of those is Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Yeah. But before that, he's going to do two other films. Right. Which I think, if I remember correctly, was... Um, some, what's the one where mums go to space? Invaders from Mars. Right. And... Might have been Funhouse. But, um, yeah, his whole thing was like, look, I want money to make films. I'll do Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 if you give me money to do another two. Yeah. So there, there was this whole thing where, like, yeah. I don't want to say, like, just phoned in and just like, yep, yeah, there is, fuck it, done. Yeah. Um, because there's some thought obviously gone into it. Yeah. But not enough to, like, yeah. keep me at me. No, definitely not. Um, so this is, without a doubt, a fucking solid pass for me, unless you're a diehard Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of fan. Yes. Um, so we're on the home stretch. We're on the home stretch at this point. Texas Chainsaw Massacre finishes. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, <clears throat> sorry, finishes. I'm like, right, we're down to the last two. Last right? two this should be a piece of piss now. We're there. We're, we're basically fucking there. We're almost ready for bedtime. We're almost ready to get tucked up in bed and go sleepy by mice, right? So next up is, without a doubt, one of my personal uh, favourites in terms of memories, Um, and that is 1988's Doom Asylum. Yes. So I had never heard anything about this movie uh, up until I'd watched it. Um, we got to watch it as part of our video all nighter at yep. Prince Charles Cinema, yep. and it was fucking stellar. Yeah. It's absolutely dreadful, mm. um, but in the best kind of way. Yes, yeah, yeah. Where you know some films are sort of, I don't think they're intentionally made that way, but some films are meant to be shared with friends. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to sit there. And have a giggle and watch the film. Um, This is the slasher version of one of them. Yeah. Where I don't think it takes itself seriously. It doesn't try to like 
fucking hammer home serious mm. at all. No, no, no. I think it is supposed to be a bit campy. Yeah. Um, I think it is supposed to be a bit (sighs) daft. Yeah. Um, The characters in this film are ridiculous and over the top. And it's it's just a great film. Like, it's so funny. And, like, I remember when we watched it in The Prince Charles, it was one of those films where everybody's laughing. Yeah, and everybody's like sort of clapping at the kills and like laughing at the bloody silly, like the ridiculousness of the characters. It's just, it's such a good laugh. I was just looking at Letterboxd for the uh, to do my whole narrator thing, yeah. and it says <clears throat> a demented coroner uses autopsy equipment to kill off the teenagers who trespass on the long abandoned asylum he inhabits, mm. filmed on location in an actual abandoned asylum. <laughs> That's not what happens. Doom Asylum. So you have this couple where the uh, boyfriend is a lawyer and he's just won this massive court case and he's going to make lots of money for his girlfriend slash client. They're involved in a car accident and the girlfriend dies. The boyfriend is rushed to the nearest hospital. The doctors at that hospital are somewhat incompetent and... They believe he is dead and have started sort of autopsy proceedings on him. Um, only for him to come to during said autopsy and murder both doctors. Fast forward 10 years, however many it is. Um, this guy now lives on the abandoned hospital grounds yeah. and murders anybody that comes to the said hospital. Yeah. Um, but it's, again, it's got the bare basics are there, right? You've got your character. You've got your killer. All right? He's not the best fucking uh, well-thought-out murderer. No. Um, there's some interesting director... Uh, scrap that. There's some interesting sort of editing going on here where usually you'll see a clip of him skulking around, there's a murder, then he skulks back to his base under the grounds of the hospital and watches, like, some old fucking TV movie. They're like, apparently it's got a runtime of 77 minutes. I'd argue 27 minutes of that is footage from that film, the other film. Yeah. this one, if you're after a giggle with some mates mm. and you got a couple of beers, pizza, yeah. I think this is like a sensual fucking. It's you know. definitely a fun film, like. Yeah, some of the kills are fucking ridiculous. Um, they're fun. There's like humour here. Um, some of the characters are just like fucking cringe. Yeah. So the one girlfriend's boyfriend, he like analyzes situations <laughs> and gives like both possible sort of outcomes to anything. Yeah. So they were like, oh, we need to stop. And he's like, oh, well, I could stop over here or I could stop over there, I guess. I was like, well, we need to stop. And he's like, yeah, yeah. But do we stop over here or do we stop over there? And like, you can't just make like a decision. She'll be talking to the girlfriend. I'll be talking to him about something. And oh my God, he's coming after us. Which way should we go? We should go this way. Or I guess we could go that way. It's like, well, of course, that's the only two ways you can go. You've got to go that way or that way. So, yeah, we could go this way or that way. And, like, 
it's ridiculous, <clears throat> but somehow highly amusing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun Doom Asylum. I do enjoy it. Yeah. Um, again, Doom Asylum. I started fucking going. I started, you know, yeah, was... my eyes were shut in and I was like, no, I have to sty awake. I was practically a dead person at this point. Yeah, I was really fucking struggling. But we saved one of the greats for last. Without a doubt, one of the easiest films to watch. Mm, yeah. Um, and that would be 1988's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I fucking love Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I take it you saw Killer Clowns from Outer Space as a young lad? I did, yeah. I remember my sisters. Um, my sisters rented it and watched it at my parents' house. It's, my sisters are all older than me. Um, they didn't live with us and they'd come and visit every now and again. And yeah, I remember this one day I must have been 12, maybe 13, and they'd rented it from the video shop up the road. And uh, fuck knows why. Like, I know <laughs> my, the youngest of my three sisters would have been into it, but like, the other two definitely wouldn't. But yeah. Um, and I loved it, man. It's so good. Yeah. Got, got a, lot of, a lot of love for Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah, I don't think I watched it until. Um... Till probably again, I picked it up from Arrow Video, or maybe it was on Netflix at yeah. some point. Um, but yeah, it just looks ridiculous. So again, it's one of those I probably avoided it for the longest time. Yeah. Um, but since watching it, I have fallen madly in love with it. Yeah. And I'm a massive fan of yeah. Kilograms from Space. Um, just ridiculously again, over the top and just yeah, fantastic film. For anybody that's sitting there going, well, what the hell is Killer Clowns from Outer Space all about? It's about aliens from outer <laughs> space who happen to take the form of clowns. clowns. They come from a clown planet yeah. and are clowns and do clowny things. Um, <laughs> clowny things. They come to Earth. They essentially uh, steal people by cocooning them in cotton candy to yeah. take them away yeah. and uh, just, basically yeah. any sort of clown type humour you can think of yeah. in terms of or clown um, traits so uh, you know balloon animals yeah, there's, like, uh, there's one point where one of the clowns like rides this little little like um, little push bike up to a gang And the gang leader's giving him some shit. He's like, what are you going to do? Knock a gang my... of bikers. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? Knock my block <laughs> off? And the guy just punches his head right off. It's just so uh, genius. I love it. Um, there's another bit where they're doing like shadow puppets on the oh, wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to a crowd of people waiting for a bus. Yeah. He's doing various bits of bunny. And then he's doing like, um, I think he does like sailors on the sea in like a little rowboat. Yeah. Uh, until eventually he does a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And the shadow T-Rex eats all the people at the bus stop. I mean, it's very uh, jovial, yeah. uh, sort of tongue-in-cheek humour. Um, and it was exactly what we needed to round the night off yeah. after everything else. Yeah. In terms of, like, coming down, 
ramping down, ready for sleepy bye-byes. Yeah. It was the nice, perfect film to finish on. Gentle film to finish on. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's so good. I love it. Um, I would, without a doubt, if you haven't seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space, highly recommend yes. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Totally. Okay, so quick wrap up. Right. Um, we managed to to complete our task at hand. Yes. Um, we we finished. We did the whole twenty four hour thing. We went to bed, had a quick power nap before we had to then get back on with our day yeah. and sort other stuff out and go places and do shit. But we fucking did it. Yes. Um, and so a massive thank you to everybody who sponsored us. Yeah, thank you. Um, we managed to smash our target of two hundred pounds and raise a total of currently two hundred and sixty-five pounds, yeah. which was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to put a straight a goal on because I I was afraid that like nobody would actually sponsor us for sitting there watching fucking movies. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? No, fuck it, I am. And then I thought, oh, I'll put 100 down. I was like, oh, is that not enough? Like, we need to have a target for people to aim to help us to reach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I put the 200 in, I was like, oh, my God, man, that's way too much. There's no way we're going to fucking reach 200 quid. Yeah. Um, but we did. We yeah. fucking did it. We fucking smashed it. Um, again, thank you, everybody. Yeah, no, that thank you so much. By, yeah, really good. Everybody that donated. Mm. Um, Apologies maybe. for the stream being boring as shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll try and get something worked out next time where it's easier to communicate with people. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll try doing the Instagram on the tablet. Yeah. And then, I don't know. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I think the idea with the Twitch was just that we could, it was a record of how long you'd been online for. Yeah. So, like, there are two videos there. There are some 11, 12 hours a piece um, that basically show that we were there, we were awake um, for the most part. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a couple of reps here and there, you know. <laughs> yeah, a couple of, like, nods, uh, quick, like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, but no, it was great fun. Mm, um, was, yeah. And again, thank you, everybody. I keep saying thank you, everybody, because I don't know. I'm just really grateful. But okay, let's get let's wrap this up with. Uh, I don't know. I'm just pressing buttons, and now I don't know what the fuck's going on. Cancel that. There we go. Right, you're back. Cool. Let's wrap this up with what was, without a shadow of a doubt, the biggest fucking stinker out of all of those. Oh man, that's a toss up between eating alive and Texas Chainsaw Two. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with eating alive. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two had a bit more potential. Yeah, than yeah, yeah. Eating alive. Yeah, definitely. Um, and both were just wasted opportunities. Yeah. Okay, what if you can remember? What would you say is the best kill out of any of those movies? Ooh, shit, man. There's. Franklin in the first X Chainsaw Massacre. I thought that was good. Yeah. You know? He just gets fucked up. Why any, any of them in Texas Chainsaw Massacre actually thinking about it? They're all fucking horrible. Yeah, um, I was going to say, I think my first. The first kill in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where the guy's creeping around the house yeah. and then Leatherface suddenly pops around the corner, bonks him on the head with a fucking mallet. Yeah. Set the fucking tone. Like, yeah. that thing is fucking brutal. Yeah. Um, 
the introduction to Leatherface that way is fucking chef's kiss, yes. fucking marvellous. Yeah. Um, and it's just such an effective fucking way to lay someone out. Like, yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to go with the silly one. I'm going to go with the punk girl in Doom Asylum, the accidental kill where she goes through that machine that she can yeah. easily get off at any point. Right at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's just turned into a cube. Yeah, yeah cube of meat and yeah, fucking leather. Uh, what would you say is your top three picks then? Out of the 15, the top three. Right, okay. I'm going to go with... I don't want to be too obvious and go yeah. with, like, you know, Tech Change to Mask other thing and bloody Halloween. So I'm going to go out the box. I'm going to say The Burning, Reanimator, and Killer Clans. Nice. Uh, I was also going to try and go out of the box and go the burning reanimator and zombie flesh eaters. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Would be interesting to know what uh, your favourites are. Once the episode goes live, I'll try and remember to ask questions. Um, if there's anything else you would like to know about how the All Nighter went. Yeah. Uh, feel free to ask. Yeah, um, yeah, if it's something that maybe doing a marathon where it's a more sociable hour and it's a couple of films and people want to join in, maybe yeah. if we did something like that like a um, with a bit of prior notice, people could set up Twitch accounts. Yeah, I don't know if you could do like a watch party or something. I don't know. Yeah, or like even uh, a watch along way. Like so, obviously. The first, like we'd prom, we'd all prom the film at the same time, and then we could all sort of discuss it. And yeah, have a joke and a laugh about it. Yeah, I think people have a tendency to do that kind of thing with Discord, so that's something we yeah. have to have a we can have a look in. I know Amazon Prime offer a watch along thing where you all join a group and then somebody's in control and does the watch along and presses okay. the button or some shit. I don't know. Again, I haven't looked into it, but it's a thing. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Right, well, once again, thank you everybody from the bottom of our hearts who sponsored us. Yes. Means you. a lot yeah, that is. you believed that we could do it. Yeah. And we did it. Um, and I'm it. glad that we did it. Yes. I'm not in a rush to do it again anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. No, it was very right. mentally uh, straining. Yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, it's just 24 hours watching people screaming and getting killed pretty much, isn't it? Yeah, I think we'd have to vary the... Uh, like I said, by the time Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 would come on and Stretch was just fucking screaming, I was just like, oh my God, just murder the fucking bitch already. My brain. I, I'm so fucking done with her voice. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting angry at somebody that's just trying to survive right now just because she's making noise. Yeah. I've had enough. I've had enough fucking noise. Gonna... If you don't fucking kill her, I will. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> not good but um, yeah no, he's, like I said I'd be keen to do like sort of a watch long thing with some people who listen to the show and stuff and yeah like Griff mentioned earlier any questions about how it went just give us a shout and we will happily answer any of your questions marvellous well thank you once again for joining us thank you once again for sponsoring us I don't think I could say here enough I'm just so impressed yes and 
yeah, check us out on Instagram for uh, questions and such. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, next episode will probably be the one we were meant to do prior to the 24-hour marathon, uh, which was the Furies. So we get that one up next. And, yeah. Boosh. Boosh. Marvellous. Right. Cool. Thanks. Bye. Yeah.